0: Myth Tarot Love, an intersectional feminist podcast that explores ancient stories in witchy wisdom. I'm your host, Biddy Diana. Welcome back, everyone. I hope that you are all having a great October so far. And if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, happy Friday the 13th. So before I get into today's episode, I have an exciting announcement to make, and that is that I now have a website. Yay! <laughs> um, so you can now visit uh, biddydiana.com if you would like to see full show notes for the podcast, um, which is under the podcast tab. Um, it's almost set up like a bo- blog post in a way. Um, This is also where you can get a tarot reading with me on the website, which is under the offerings tab. And finally, I have a tarot source book as well that you can download for free, which is also under the offering tab called Shattering the Cups. So, surprise, surprise, right? Um, so, this is a source book or guidebook, um, has all of the tarot card readings as I see them today, as well as a tarot spread, a short one, and some journaling prompts. So, check that out if that is of interest. So we have another special guest on today's episode. Uh, This week I am joined by the incredible Sarah Weinreb to talk about community, which if you remember from a few episodes ago is one of the foundational elements that I see woven throughout the tarot. This was a great meandering conversation where we talked about community and legacy, and I even ended up giving Sarah an impromptu tarot reading um, near the end of the episode. I also mentioned some of the tarot cards that I feel work towards cultivating a sense of community, which include the Three of Cups, the Six of Swords, and the Ten of Pentacles. There are some others that I also connect to community that I didn't mention in the episode, like the Three of Pentacles and the Six of Cups. Um, So this is something that I can talk more about on another episode um, if that is something that you will find interesting, or I will likely go more in depth about it on the post for this episode on my website. So you can check there for more info on that. So, without further ado, here is a little bit about Sarah, and then we'll jump into the episode. So, Sarah Weinreb is a herbalist, facilitator, strategist, writer, and founder of Imb, a virtual community center for revolutionaries. Sarah's writing has been featured in Forbes, Healthyish, Mind Body Green, USA Today, Cherry Bomb, The Fullest, and Alley Watch, amongst others. Sarah has contributed to Eileen Fisher on their women-owned business grant program, ABC Carpet and Home on their environmental and social impact initiatives, Rasa Herbal Coffee Alternative on brand and editorial strategy, and served as Vice President of Programs and Strategy at Tense, a social entrepreneurship accelerator where she worked with over 300 entrepreneurs building their mission-driven businesses, including developing design thinking curriculum. Sarah has facilitated entrepreneurship and design thinking workshops around the country and world. She previously founded an ethical fashion company as well. When Sarah's not writing and shopping in the bulk section of health food stores, you can find her attempting to grow things in her Colorado garden, making herbal elixirs, singing karaoke, and attempting to keep alive her growing collection of plants. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for coming on today. Welcome to
1: Tara Love. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yay. So today, the main theme that and what I want to talk about is about Community. Um, So I figured we could start with like a big kind of overview of what community is to the both of us and then kind of get into the weeds of it a little bit more.
1: Sure. Uh, So you want me to start with what community means to me? Sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, that's that's like, it should be a question that I have like a canned answer for, but I am like, huh, that is a good question. I think to me, it's like... A support network. It's like a, a team that you can rely on. It's, um, I kind of imagine. I'm so visual. I kind of imagine like some kind of like blanket or like, like you know, something like woven, like something you create together. When I was creating MB, which I'm sure we we'll, might talk more about, but like to me, I was like, it kind of feels like a painting that we each have a color and like everybody kind of adds to it. Um in order to create something beautiful. So to me, I guess community, I love this question. I really should have been more prepared, but community is really that, like, you know, like it's a, it's a culmination. It's a, it's a gathering of people, um, in order to support one another. And that can be around, uh, any type of, group, right? It could be an affinity group like parents. It could be your neighborhood. It could be a religious group. It could be a political group. It could be a gender identity. It could be people who love to knit. It could be book clubs, you know, those type of things. It could be really tiny or really large, but it's a a group of people and a, a network that's dedicated to supporting one another. Yeah, at least for today. That's my answer. Yeah. <laughs> Today,
0: in this moment. <laughs> no, I absolutely agree. And I really like that imagery of a blanket or of like a quilt, I guess, with everybody or everything bringing on its own little. Spot, and if you don't have it, then you have a hole <laughs> in the quilt, or only parts of it. Um, I used actually that metaphor of a painting and the different colors, um, just a couple weeks ago in my rest no episode. Yeah, <laughs> so that's I, I was laughing. That's crazy in my mind. Yeah, so in terms of seeing the tarot, that's kind of how I see like the tarot cards is mm-hmm. like or at least a spread, like when you're pulling one, it's like a painting or a piece of art and each card is its own color or own part of it,
1: mm. so. I love that.
0: Yeah, but yeah, like you, I also feel like community is a lot about sharing and kind of being able to lean on people for support and also being there and cultivating relationships, I think this is also a yeah. like really important aspect of it. Definitely. And I feel like it's something that, I don't know, at least as humans, maybe it always has existed and is something that we've just naturally, I don't know, like come into.
1: Yeah. I mean, humans are social beings. Like we all know the stats, of especially around COVID and how hard that was for so many people's mental health. Even though we could connect virtually, it still was hard to not interact with other humans. Um, so, Yeah. I totally agree. Another word that always comes to mind is reciprocity, like you were saying, mm-hmm, kind of that mm-hmm. give and take and, and being in community means sometimes stepping in when needed, sometimes stepping back when needed, and that kind of that dance around what's actually needed here.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That's actually yeah, a really good point and one of there's a couple of cards I was thinking about pulling out or on today to mm-hmm. talk about and That really plays well into the Six of Swords, which I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about. But it's all about, yeah, caretaking and Mm -hmm. being a caretaker. And just you might be both in this at the same time or, you know, relationships can change and your needs might change. And I feel like that's an interesting dynamic that maybe we don't think about a lot or at least I don't of Kind of being fluid, maybe yeah. that's the word I'm thinking of. Yeah. That it's not just you're one and not the other.
1: Totally, I totally agree. Yeah, and I think I think we are often at the same time doing those at the same time, you know, and we realize sometimes when we need help, how we we would like to give help and and vice versa. Because I think a lot of people have trouble asking for help. So when we're when we're doing the caregiving, it sometimes sometimes is a lesson to us on how we can be. Sorry, care taking, care giving. Yeah, care receivers. I don't know what that, the other <laughs> term is. Um, yeah. So yeah, totally. I like that fluidity piece. Are really what makes it what it is. And that and that's like a really fundamental part when going back to what is community. It is what the people in it make it. That was like the scariest part of launching mb is like I can create this structure, but like it's not community unless people show up and they, and they do the things that I expect them to do. So, or not expect them to do, but they contribute to making the quilt or painting the painting together.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's, what's so great about the community that you've made is that everyone, because it's small. And I think even if it was bigger, because it is a place where I think, so many of us share the same values. And I think that's an interesting part of the community because it's not, you know, we're not related. We don't live in the same cities. Like we might not, might come across each other on social media, but otherwise maybe not. So it's finding community. Yeah. And people that you have a shared values with and because of that I feel like at least for me I can be more vulnerable in that space because I know that everyone else has the same kind of mindset about things that are important whereas some other community spaces might not have that
1: yeah Totally. I think when I was starting MB, a lot of the communities I was seeing, especially because it was late 2020 and there was a billion online memberships popping up, were very centered around the person creating it and like their Mm -hmm. methodology, their curriculum, their teachings. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, no shade to those people. Um, But that to me is not community. That's still an audience, even if maybe there is some community element, but it's, you know, people listening to this person teaches something and then maybe they're talking and learning from one another. And and that's not to devalue those communities that is community and can be community, but oftentimes it's, it's not, or it's, you know, really focused on this kind of hierarchy of like the founder and then the underlings that are like trying to be like the founder. And I didn't want MB to be anything like that, which um, has so many of the things that makes food, MB Beautiful are what makes MB really difficult to (laughs) like to run and to scale and not I don't actually really like the word scale and I'm not actually interested in scaling but to grow because it is values-based and it is community it is so driven by the people there Um, but at the beginning when I launched I remember I was doing like every couple of weeks I would do these Instagram story question box things and I asked the members like what's your favorite part of being a member and one member said like you just said, um, she said, at MB, I don't have to explain why I care about what I do. I can then just, you know, ask the question or share the thing. You know, you don't have to say, you don't have to explain why you care about using someone's pronouns correctly, because we all are there because that's an important value to us. And we might mess it up, but we also know, like, if we mess it up, the person who corrects us, we're going to be really grateful for that and not like, why are you attacking me? You know, like, (laughs) so there's that underlying value there and that really does make a huge difference. Um, Like you said, in creating a space where people know that they can ask a question and know that when they do, you're coming from it with the same values versus other communities I'm in where like I'm in like an entrepreneur community. And when I ask a question there, I'm just like, why did I even ask this? Because I'm going to get a very like heavily capitalist often even though it's all women, like bro <laughs> marketing mm. answer versus when I come from a space like MB where like people are thinking in similar ways that I do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that makes a lot of sense too in terms of like the difference between a community and an organization. Like mm. think about those hierarchies, right? And because I think a lot of businesses do try to do that. You know, they'll say it's, oh, we're a community, oh, we're a family, but it's not. It's a business. It's, there's those hierarchical structures um, kind of embedded in it. So I think that that is a good kind of, yeah, distinction between the two.
1: Yeah, I think there's like it's so interesting to see how people use the word community. A lot of times, mm-hmm. when you see job postings for community managers, it's for social media managers. <laughs> um, like that's that's what people call mm. community managers because you're managing huh. like the fifty thousand people that follow this brand. Like that's not really a community. Like I don't. I always mm-hmm. say like I rarely meet somebody who's like I found my best friend or I connected with somebody deeply in the comment sections of this wellness drinks posts you know like it happens once in a while but that's not community um I think people often call social media community and to me that's really not it's it's often not um because it's it's hard to have kind of a mutual and collaborative conversation in a platform like that
0: absolutely yeah um you mentioned the entrepreneurship community are there any other communities that you are a part of
1: hmm I'm part of the um, D- Design Justice Network, which is a network of um, people who work in the design thinking and kind of like in a design innovation sector that are dedicated to doing so with um, a lens of equity and inclusion, um, which is a really cool network. Uh, What else? I mean, I'm definitely in many communities. But the (laughs) fact that like, they're not all popping to my head front of mine, probably says something about how active I am. And it's not necessarily a reflection on those communities. Um, I'm yeah, I mean, I've kind of flown floated in and out of different communities. I'm part of a I did a fellowship about almost 10 years ago now for social justice, uh, sorry, social innovation, community called starting block. um, And I've kind of been in and out of that community for many, many years. what else? Yeah. Some of the communities I'm in feel a little bit more transactional than others. Like I, mm. they feel a little bit more, not transactional, like they're supportive, but they're not like deep, you know, they're more like, yeah. I I need help with this thing in my business and people are really nice and helpful, but I'm not, mm. I don't feel like I like connect with them in the way that I connect with people in MB. Yeah. Uh. What else? Yeah. I'm probably no. like forgetting like one giant one that I like contribute to every day, but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Whatever. But yeah, I feel like
0: that's a good point though, because I guess when I think about community, I th- maybe this is part of my all or nothing <laughs> thinking. It's like, okay, I need to be fully into it, right? Yeah. And probably have to give myself some grace there and be like no it's okay to like you said dip your toe in every once in a while and show up when you're able to um you don't have to doesn't have to be an all or nothing kind of thing
1: yeah and i mean i think that's something i really try to emphasize at mb which is like sometimes my achilles heel because people sometimes like take too much time off and i'm like why am i paying for this thing that i'm not involved in but I've had members, I have many times, and we don't have that many members, (laughs) like I've many times had members say to me, like, I'm so grateful I can like leave and then come back, not leave, like, yeah, not, not be involved, not be active for Mm -hmm. a week or two months or six months because something comes up or I have a baby or I'm busy with work or I'm super depressed, (laughs) you know, and um, in those cases, in the super depressed, we do, I do try to encourage them, like when it feels safe and comfortable to come say hi cuz that's when you need community the most which is often mm-hmm. when we turn away from community but you know MBA is a pretty low pressure community it's not one that you're going to feel like you fell behind you know that's that was another thing when it was like those more like founder focused curriculum focused communities that i just like would get overwhelmed with and be like i'm 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 too behind i can't participate in this um but yeah. I mean, I don't know. If you think about a community, like your neighborhood, like there's going to be times that you're more involved with like helping your neighbors and there's going to be times you're not. And like, there's going to be times people need more help and there's going to be times where you need more help and there's times that you don't, you know, if, I don't know why I keep bringing up babies, but like, if you have a baby who might need more support, like from your neighbor going to the grocery store, offering to bring something to you, then if you're not, you know, like there's just moments. So, I guess it's it's kind of it feels a little bit more binary if like online because it's like I have to log on to my community versus like just kind of being <laughs> out in the world as part of a larger community. But yeah, I do think that it can really ebb and flow. But sometimes it's hard to remember that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And I think that is yeah a good distinction between an online com- community in person, um, even like I like to think about like an ancestral community sometimes too, right? And um, having that family, either connecting with ones that are alive, ones that aren't. um, I feel like that can also help with that just in general, but help with that sense of community. Before I moved to where I am now, there was – I don't know what to call it other than a community (laughs) because it wasn't Mm -hmm. a community center, but it was a group of people who lived in that neighborhood. Maybe a neighborhood collective would be Mm. a good way to put it. And it was really neat because they had these like tree planting initiatives and garden, like a community garden space and all of that. So it was really nice to see people locally kind of putting that together and working towards, um, yeah, a better space for everyone.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love community gardens. I feel like they're such a great example of community care. And I mean, sometimes they're more like I plant these things for myself, but oftentimes people, they lead to donations or, you know, community fridges and things like that. I also love community fridges. I think they're so cool and such a great example of like mutual aid and how we can support one another. Um, But yeah. I don't know. I feel like community can be so many different things and it can have such different, like with your question of what communities you're in, like like I'm in, like it can have such different, different communities can have such different meanings in your life. Um, yeah. Some can be just like something you turn to when you need it. Some can be like a central part of who you are. Um, and, and those also change throughout your seasons of life and your, you know, age or your whatever you're going through. You need different things or or things like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, One idea that I had to talk about with you is, again, one of the cards that when it comes up for me anyways, I think about community, um, which is the Ten of Pentacles. It's all about legacy. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I find that it's an interesting idea to think about like legacy as something for the community and something for... Like the greater good of all i feel like it is such like a individualistic idea for a lot of people but i don't know it's just something i've been thinking about lately of like creating a legacy for not necessarily like maybe you're <laughs> speaking of babies your children <laughs> or descendants but like just descendants like as a whole like people that come after us
1: yeah for sure I just thought of another example, other than babies, because if you're like, I don't have babies, like maybe yeah. you <laughs> broke your leg or something. Okay, mm-hmm. now I'm going back to your question. <laughs> um, it's so interesting you bring that up because it was just Yom Kippur and I'm Jewish. And at my synagogue, the rabbi had a whole like, a whole 40-minute sermon on this topic. Um, and one of the things he brought up that I thought was really interesting was um, there are some like long-term public art. Installations. There's this one. I'm totally gonna butcher this. I don't remember the details at all. Um, You also fast on young people, so like, fifty percent of what happens I remember because I'm (laughs) just hungry. Um, so but he was talking about this public art installation that they were putting one brick. I think it was forming a pyramid per decade, and oh wow, and you know he knew he wouldn't live because I think it was. 200 years or something it was like 20 br- I don't remember um or maybe I'm, I'm totally off but um no it was till 2300 oh yeah I think yeah so who knows wait no wait what year is it oh my god I'm so <laughs> 20, confused 23 it, who knows 2023 so in like 20 no, years. No, 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 sorry. No. It was till like 3,000. I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it was some really far time in the future that he definitely wouldn't be alive. So he like trained his daughter and like, you know, it's only every 10 years. So it wouldn't be impossible to like make sure there's somebody who can pass it down. Um, but obviously that's just a work of public art, but it was, I don't want to say just because I think public art is like super rad and important. Um, but I think that there's something really interesting of thinking about what legacy you want to leave. And I think especially when we're talking about the work that we do at INBY and the work that members do in terms of like, how do we make this planet more just and equitable? That's to me, like we do this not only for ourselves, but for future generations. If you look at like the work that, you know, so many civil rights activists did to get us to where we are. And so, you know, feminist activists did to get women to be able to vote. And like, I, I'm, I'm not even going to think of all the important examples throughout history of all the things people did to advance humankind <laughs> and human rights. But um, I think it's in a super important topic. And our first MB bonfire chat speaker, we sometimes have these speakers who come in and chat with the group and with whoever wants to come and listen. Um, Adrienne Oliver, she talks a lot about legacy and being a good ancestor and mm-hmm. what it means to her to be a good ancestor. And, and she has a daughter and not only passing it on to our daughter, but, you know, what do I want the world to look like? And I think that that's something we really, like, that's something to me that's, like, the, one of the most important things about MB and and the work that we do at MB and as humans that are part of MB, because we care about this, is, like, how do we live values and live a life that emulates what we want the world to look like? Because the world is so focused on extraction and, late stage capitalism and profit and competition and all these things that we know are killing people and killing the planet and how do we act in a way that's different and to me if we're able to achieve that even in a little a little small micro way we're leaving that legacy of there's a different way of doing things other than the really ugly status quo at the moment so i don't know if that answers your question (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah
0: I'm like, what was my question? I don't even know. So I'm going to say yes. (laughs) Yeah. I, maybe it was, I know that I definitely watched the replay of Mm -hmm. that bonfire chat and maybe that's when I started thinking about legacy. Cause it's been a while, like that it's been in the back of my mind and especially as someone who doesn't have, like, I don't have any kids and I won't have any biological kids. So it's something that I think about in terms of, like, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, it's fine. It's perfectly fine to be child free. But also, like, I have a lot of friends in my life and in my community that have that have children that have kids. And I almost feel like I can help and yeah, just be in community with them and just be that support for so many children as opposed to just like, you know, if I were going to have one or two, So, I don't know, something I've, again, been in the back of my mind a bit.
1: I mean, I think that, like, of course, so many people look up to family members, maybe mothers, grandmothers, fathers, grandfathers, parents of any kind, grandparents of any kind as role models. Some people obviously do not resonate with that at all. Um, But when you ask somebody who their role model is or somebody they look up to or somebody who embodies what they want to create in the world, it's often not a biological family member. So I think that our legacy can be bigger than that. And oftentimes it's really hard with our family members because whether they're well-intentioned or not, like they just aren't working towards the same things that we're working towards, or at least not in the same way. So yeah, I think, I don't know. I, 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 never really thought about that either until, um, I started to be in community with Adrian. She talks a lot about being a good ancestor, and that's something I never thought about me as – me myself as an ancestor. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting and kind of trippy thing to think about. Um, but, yeah, ancestry can go so much further than just biological ancestry.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the people who you interact with – um whether they're biologically related or not is part definitely a part yeah. of your ancestry totally. um yeah another card that i wanted to bring up today is the 3 of cups and it's it's about having fun and enjoying the people that you are with um and especially like i feel that this is the ultimate community card and when you're talking about ancestry, that's another big part of it because I feel a lot of people focus on the, oh, go out with your friends, be around people, and sometimes we can't do that, um, whether it was in 2020 and we were in lockdowns and we couldn't <laughs> go and hang out with other people in person. Um, so I think this is a good reminder that you can be in community in other ways like online or again connecting with your ancestry, connecting with your past. Um, that's how I like to try to open up the tarot at least a little bit because yeah, some you know some of us were introverts. We don't want to be with a whole <laughs> bunch of people that's not going to be restorative, but you still want to engage in community and that's okay. Like I feel yeah. like it's a lot more open in that sense.
1: Yeah. I agree. I don't know if I have much to add to that. But I no, that's fair.
0: <laughs> Oh yes, I meant to ask you, do you have any history with tarot at all? If not, that's totally fine.
1: I mean, I have a deck and I pull the card sometimes and read the explanations. But I don't, when you say like the name of a card, 99% of them, I have no idea what they are. And I know like I've, everybody's like oh, don't read the description right away. Like, see what it means to you. I'm like, I don't know what the three of cups means to me. Like, it means I have three cups. Great. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um. So I, I like it as a tool. Like, I, I, I think it's fun. I think it's interesting. And I try to, like, use those things, like, not hold anything too dearly, like astrology or tarot, because it's not necessarily, like, my calling or my thing but i always find it interesting when it does connect i think i told you i think i like posted this in imby when i at the beginning of the year i like took a sabbatical from work a sabbatical is really the wrong word i really did not take a sabbatical but i took a, a break from break. paid client yeah. work um because i was like severely burnt out and i was like i'm gonna pull a tarot card on like the first or second day and it was like oh, yeah, i think i remember I don't, I don't do you remember which card it was it was like, <laughs> no. something that was like you need to rest or like stop doing things and I was like, Maybe it
0: was like the Four of Swords, like a mental rest or something.
1: Something like that. It was like yeah stop exerting yourself and I was like okay and then like a couple days later I was like maybe it has a new message for me and it happened like three times I pulled the same card and I was like okay maybe this there is something to this because like it's like literally like stop even pulling these cards like go rest leave me alone like you're supposed to be resting stop trying to figure out what to do now like and I was like oh my god and I shuffled them and everything it was crazy um I'll have to find that which card it was but it was um it was pretty interesting. So yeah, I I do find it yeah. often resonates. I've had a couple of tarot readings and I found that they resonate, but I don't have like a regular practice or anything.
0: That's okay. Yeah, I definitely feel like the tarot can yell at you and be very <laughs> blunt when it wants to be. Um, but yeah, I definitely use it as well, like as a tool, either to like help with like connecting to my intuition or sometimes yeah, it's like I don't know what I want to do today or I want to be supported, but I don't know how I want to do that. So that's when I'll pull a card and be like, oh, okay, like maybe I'll do this today. Like a suggestion. Like I don't see yeah. it as like a f- fortune telling tool. Right. So, and I should have put this up for you because I do have it here. So this is what the three of cups looks like. Oh, cool. <laughs> so there if I go. were to get this, it could be, okay, maybe I'll go for a coffee with a friend.
1: Yeah. I like that.
0: Right. Or maybe I'll do a meditation. Um with in romanian because that's where my family's from like who knows oh. you know what i mean like who there's knew? just so many different ways that <laughs> you can
1: <laughs> connect now i'm looking at my phone um pictures from back? that time to see if i can find it because i'm so curious which one it was but it was so funny it ha- i think it happened three times and i was like okay fine i will stop pulling tarot cards because apparently you don't want me to because you just want me to stop doing things Oh, man, I can't find it. That's such a bummer. Well, whatever. But it was very funny. I was like, all right, I get it. I get it. Yeah. It can be,
0: yeah, very blunt. Um, yeah. Um, or spicy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I do like the idea, though, of just like, like you said, using it. Oh, I think I found it. Um, using it with um using it just as like suggestions. It's like it's not like necessarily to me like this is your fate, but it's like mm-hmm. cool. It says you could do it. It was the universe card, which might be some called something different in a different deck.
0: Is it the world, maybe? Is there a number?
1: Twenty-one. Is that the number? Yeah. XXA. Yeah. You the book said you deserve some serious R and R. I mean, seriously, you killed it. You busted through the cycle <laughs> with life lessons that pushed you into a new person. You won a little and lost a little along the way. Like, it just keeps going. And I'm like, and then it, I pulled it like three times. Wow. Oh. Yeah, definitely
0: an end of a cycle. It's the world card That's and kind crazy. of like a beginning of a new one. Yeah. That's
1: crazy. As somebody, I, 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 like, I'm slightly skeptical, but also like think it's fun. But I'm just like, okay, I, I guess it's real because I get it now. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs>
0: You're like, all right, it's done. Okay. (laughs) That's really funny. Yeah, I haven't had that happen lately, but it definitely has in the past where, yeah, the same one will pop up. For my end of the year last year, I did this like big year ahead spread and I used three decks and there were a couple of cards that came up like three times, like from every deck, which is really cool to see. It's like, okay, there is a theme there that's that's overwhelming yeah <laughs> i guess.
1: for sure now yeah. i feel like i'm gonna have to pull a card when i get off with you
0: yeah it'll probably be the
1: same one i'll probably like go back Could to sleep you
0: imagine that'd be so funny <laughs> those are always the best cards when i pull those like the rest ones it's like okay i gotta, I gotta take if, a break if you today. insist if you insist mm-hmm. yeah twist my arm i will <laughs> knit and read <laughs> are there any books that you've been liking lately or
1: Ooh.
0: podcasts uh, or anything
1: i'm not like a very good reader because i don't know if this is like an adhd thing or just a me thing but i find reading to be like kind of exhausting <laughs> like i don't find it a restful task sometimes i do but i mostly read non-fiction which is part of the problem Mm-mm. um so I don't read that much because I'm often too tired to read, which I feel like people read when they're tired. But um have you tried read... reading audiobooks? I do like audiobooks. I feel like I like need something to do when I'm mm-hmm. like I can't like sit on the couch and listen to an audiobook.
0: Yeah, no. I like doing it when I'm knitting or doing a puzzle or going for a walk or something. Yeah. I like doing the dishes.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. Or driving. Mm-hmm. Um I do listen to podcasts. What oh I'm I'm obsessed with the if books if books could kill podcast I love that we talked podcast about this right so it's we so must good have. and and I at first was like I don't really read that much I don't know if I'm gonna like this like I thought it was like about reading but <laughs> it is not um, I'm obsessed with Michael nope. Hobbs who's also on maintenance phase so I love that yep. podcast too even though there's like moments that as an herbalist I'm like eh. There's some reality to some of this stuff that you're just writing off as all crap, but the way that people are explaining it is crap. Um, So those are some of my favorites. What else? I feel like I've been listening to like random podcasts lately. Um, And I just started, like literally I've read like two pages of um, Rick Rubin's, what is that book that everybody's talking about now that I had to get from the library? It took me like six months to get it. The Creative Act, I think. Okay, no, I haven't um, heard of that one. I don't know. It's kind of cool because it's just, like, little, like, two-page mm. things. It's, like, mm-hmm. ideas or, like, whatever. It's about creativity, so I kind of just started that. Um, and then, of course, the MB Book Club books. I feel like I'm just yes. – I'm, like, the opposite <laughs> of MB. I'm, like, plain, shamelessly plugging MB. Um well, it's a free event. So it's not, it's not a profit driven share. (laughs) Um, but we do have like this, as you know, and you're very involved in Mm -hmm. a social justice book club. So we just read, um, intersectional, the intersectional environmentalist, which I thought was an excellent book. And I really enjoyed reading that one. Um, and I read it in like a weekend. Um, to me it was a fast
0: one which is nice and it it gives like actionable steps which I really enjoyed
1: I thought it was a perfect balance of like actionable steps Mm -hmm. stats but not like being dense or hard to read yeah but I feel like I learned a lot reading it um and just like factual learning a lot not like learn a new skill and like it's kind of more opinion based or like this person's approach it was very like straightforward um and helpful so that was a great book
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm trying to find the next one. None of my library resources have it.
1: (laughs) What's the next one? I think it's Sacred Oh, the next the next Imbi Book Club book. Uh, Sorry, yes. I was like, is there a sequel (laughs) to Intersectional Environmentalist? I missed that. Maybe. Oh yeah. uh, Yeah, I do need to find that too. I think it is a little bit more of a like more independent book. So maybe we Mm -hmm. need to figure out where to source it. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited about that one. Ashley said it's, it's much more based in like rituals. And I think it will be a nice like end of the year book. And then we've already selected our next year, we're doing quarterly book clubs okay. instead of bi monthly, yep. So we already selected our four books for next year. And I'm very ah. excited about all of them.
0: So excited to hear so about what elusive. they're going to be. <laughs> We'll definitely share with our listeners uh, which ones those are going to be and invite them to come along. I think they'd like the sacred actions because it is like the wheel of the year and pulling in, again, like I like that it's the intersection of kind of witchiness and environmentalism. It seems like I haven't read it yet, but that's kind of what it seems like
1: it's going to be. Yeah, it sounds like it. And that sounds very Ashley who picked the book. So, yes. Well, I'll give you a sneak peek. Our first book in twenty twenty what's next year 2024 <laughs> I'm like 2037 um <laughs> will be Inner Workout by Taylor Elise Morrison who previously yeah. taught a boundaries workshop at MB that people loved um and that's a book that's all about self-care but from like a community care lens like not an Instagram self-care but how do we take care of ourselves and one another um and Taylor Elise Morrison is incredible and um I'm really excited to read it because I haven't read it yet, so yeah, I think that one's
0: been on my TBR for a while, so that's very exciting.
1: Yay. Perfect. (laughs) This is probably the most basic question, but for somebody like me who's not, like, super into tarot, what do you recommend in terms of, like, building a practice? I mean, like, do people – I know some people draw them every day, like – seasonally I don't know do you have any suggestions of like how to kind of figure out how to get into a group with it because I'm just kind of like like every six months I'm like oh I should draw a tarot card (laughs) like I don't like have any any rhyme or reason yeah I think
0: doing what works for you so if it is having a daily pull um, I think that helps to learn the cards a little bit quicker not that you need to necessarily but and writing them down, like if you have a journal or a little notebook or something, just to remember. Because I found I would forget, like, oh, what did I pull a couple days ago? Okay, how does this interact with that? Mm-hmm. Um, you could even do it like on the full moon or the new moon. So if you like, if you want to have kind of something specific that way, like every two weeks or just whenever you're feeling it. I feel like it is one of those tools that you can go to daily. You can go to once a year. It's whatever you need it to be um, in that moment.
1: What is your practice? If that's not too personal of a question, I don't know if that's a personal question. (laughs) Not at all.
0: (laughs) Right now, I um well, I guess for the past couple of years, I do try to pull one every day, every morning, um, just either as like a collective message that I'll post on Instagram, or if I am say not doing well mentally or physically, mm. I might ask like, okay, like what will help support me today?
1: Mm. And that. so
0: that's what I'll I'll pull and kind of think about that throughout the day. Um, I also like doing a weekly spread, a weekly poll, um, and that I also have been posting lately where I look at the theme of the week, what lesson I'm learning, and what is, like, an anchor card. So, like, what is keeping me rooted or what can I, like, mm, I like again, like, hold on to throughout the week. Um, and that's been really helpful as well to, again, even if I don't have time to pull, like, a card that day, but having that, like week ahead I can always look back to that and have something again to kind of ground me if that makes sense
1: yeah okay now I have one more question now I'm interviewing yeah. you <laughs> um sometimes I'll do like cause the deck I have has like the little book that explains things it's somebody <laughs> actually interviewed on my podcast it's her deck um and it has like a couple examples of a spread so sometimes I'll do those and once in a while like I'll get you know I'll do a three cards and one of them I'll be like this does not resonate at all but the other two might or something what do you do with mm-hmm. that do you feel like there's like a lesson there that I'm like not willing to look at like or is it just <laughs> like maybe that one just doesn't work for you I don't know what are your I thoughts I think it's on that. that yeah
0: I think that there are some especially if you have like a specific a specific spread and so it's like this card is means this that card means that and it'll be like well this doesn't make any sense in this position. So sometimes what I'll do is pull another card, like a clarifying mm-hmm. card. Oh. And I find that that can be very helpful. Um, in yeah, especially like say if it's, oh, I don't know, a helper card. Like if that's like the card in the spread and mm-hmm. it's something not bad, but just something that doesn't make any sense. You're like, okay, yeah. how would this help like in any right. way? I'd say just pull another one and see if you can get, yeah, some clarity or thinking like what's behind this? What's mm. kind of, again, I'm using the word root a lot, but yeah, like, no, but like thinking about that, like if we want to think about it like a flower, like, okay, what, yeah, what is it coming from?
1: Yeah, I love that. That's helpful. I know. Yeah. Once in a while, I'll post something and I'll be like, "You need to speak your mind and confront that person you're mad at." And I'm like, "Oh my god, who am I mad at? Like, maybe I am mad at somebody. Like, well, who do I need to confront? You know? It's like I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe there there might be something like deep down that I'm like not willing to look at yet. But I'm um, sometimes like, I don't. Uh, sometimes you're like, yeah, you're right. I need to do that. And sometimes you're like who, what, how, (laughs) I'll just yell at the next person I see.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I think pulling another one. And then just as you go like through your practice, um, either like in your little book for that um, deck Mm -hmm. or somewhere else, you can write down your own interpretations. Like that's what I like about it is that there are traditional ones, but you can change them up as well to like, What suits you, but also like your friends were saying, right, you know, what do you see when you look at the card? You know, what can you pull out of it? Because, yeah, there are lots that are like that or when situations situations are shitty, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, going through a hard time, getting something like the Ten of Cups, which is like, oh, everything's great and sunshines and rainbows. And it's like, well, no, it's not. Mm -hmm. So like this card isn't really helpful in this moment. Or it could think, well, can I see the silver linings and what's happening?
1: Yeah. I like that.
0: That That's kind of how I've started to, yeah, engage with it. Just trying to open it up to not be as binary or right. as, like, forceful. Like, this bad thing's going to happen now. Like, no. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, oh <laughs> or maybe wait. it will,
0: but, like, it's not going to make it happen. Right, right, right.
1: Oh, I have a cool tarot story to tell you. I just remembered this. Like, I literally forgot it till this moment. Um, the person whose deck that I use, I, I interviewed her on my podcast, and she was one of the first people I interviewed. Actually, it wasn't even an interview. She did a tarot reading for me on my podcast. And I hadn't named the podcast yet. So I, I don't know if I asked her. I think I might have asked her, like, any clues as to where I should look onto what to name this podcast. And I think she said something about, like, it's showing me something recycled. Or, like, something. Hmm. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that means. And I don't know how long it was later. And I obviously wasn't thinking about this. But the end, my podcast ended up being called Medium Well, which I came up with. This is kind of weird, but <laughs> but it's the truth. I came up with at my grandma's funeral because she, whenever you would ask her, like, how are you doing, grandma? She'd be like, oh, medium well. <laughs> and we were talking about that. And I was like, that's such a good name for our podcast. Like, that's kind of like how I feel in the world, you know, like, it's like, eh. and I named it that. And then I think I like, because I was recording all these episodes before I even, you know, like, came up with a name and did all the intro stuff. I was just like, I need to start to bank some And I think I was listening to some some listening to that episode or something, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's recycled! Like it's like a name that my grand like it's like something that my grandma used to say that I'm like reusing or repurposing or whatever the way she put it, and that was really cool. So the tarot does work." Everybody listening, I know you needed some convincing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it works. Sometimes you just have to wait. Sometimes yeah, you don't know exactly. right away. Sometimes you're like, "What does that mean?" Like recycled. Like, do I need to name it like aluminum can? That's recyclable. <laughs> like, I don't understand. So, yeah,
0: yeah, no, that's a really good example and why I suggest for people too to journal. Like, if especially if they get us like a bigger spread, it could be for a little one too. Like journal about it and then like your first impressions but then you can go back to it a week later a month later later, just to see like because sometimes yeah I feel like the messages that are there you won't know right away
1: right I and, should go listen to that episode now and see yeah what happened five years later
0: that would be very cool very <laughs> cool to do <laughs> you're like and recap <laughs> would you like me to pull a card for you Sure, that would be really fun. Okay, sure. I'm like, I do have a deck right here. I,
1: I used to say as long as it's not the death card, because I was always scared of that, but I always get the death card it. and then people are like, It's not <laughs> scary, it doesn't mean you're gonna die. And I'm like, Okay. So yeah. I feel like I always get the death card. So I stopped saying that.
0: Just means that you have something to compost. Something yeah, that just I needs like that. to
1: compost.
0: Yeah. Okay, I had like five pop out, but I'm gonna shuffle them. <laughs> I'm a multifaceted
1: being. This is I true. Be, I can't be limited to one card. I'm a Leo. <laughs> you're
0: like, I need it all. I need it all. Um, okay. Well, okay. Now I'm curious and I do want to
1: see them all. And then you're like gasp and you're ooh. like, I got to go. Sorry. Bye. You're like, ooh, never mind. <laughs> There's the death card now. <laughs>
0: um, but the first one that I did pull was a three of swords.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that Which- means.
0: There's that guy there. So Ooh. it doesn't mean anything bad. It's, I think, holding your heart and taking care of it. Mm. Um, something might come up that causes hurt, but it's not happening in that moment. And it gives us the opportunity to heal it.
1: Ooh. That's
0: cool. So that's – the problem is they all fell out, so – this is gonna be fast and loose okay (laughs) um you also got the nine of pentacles which is really nice especially when we think about imbi it is is reaping what you sow it's you've done the work you've planted the seeds and now you get to harvest it and share it with other people
1: that's cool i need that both for imbi and in like my other professional work right now because it's been a really weird kind of droughty year so maybe it wasn't droughty it was just Patiently waiting for the things to grow so I can harvest them.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's a good lesson there for sure. It's we want it now, (laughs) but that doesn't mean that it's ready. Or or you can try to pick it, but it's going to be not the tastiest.
1: Yeah. I feel like there's so many lessons from like gardening and seasons and nature of like we're always like everything should always happen all the time and it's like look outside the window like no everything is dead in the winter well it's not dead it's hibernating
0: it's but. hibernating and again composting like everything yeah. like a leaf falling it needs to quote unquote die <laughs> to give yep. the nutrients back into the soil Ooh. so it can make more i love that yeah nice. all right a couple okay, what's more next? that is <laughs> the the king of wands which is the like ultimate trailblazer oh yeah. So you're, this is lead- fun. yeah. <laughs> so it's your leading with your um, like inner spark. That's mm. what's like going, what's propelling you forward.
1: Mm, I like that. Are these messages you think like for right now, what I like need to know in the moment or like something, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I think it's in the moment. I think it's things that you can again lean on um, and lessons that can be learned cool. right now. Yeah. Again, because I wasn't thinking about like as I was pulling it, like, oh, this is a this card, this is a right, that right, card. Right.
1: You're only thinking we'll of one out. card, but they all I was just... thinking
0: of one, and it's like, no, no, this is <laughs>
1: <laughs> She needs <laughs> need to know
0: everything. All of the things. <laughs> uh the next card is the chariot.
1: Ooh. That's fun.
0: It is fun. It is <laughs> a, definitely a movement card. This is one that I am working on still and like I know the traditional meaning and I know some other ones, but I haven't like solidified in my mind, Mm. but it is a graduation.
1: Mm.
0: It is moving in the way that works best for you. This person is moving on a motorcycle, which is (laughs) kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And like has a bunch of, what are those like sphinxes or something? Yeah. So the
0: uh, original like Smith Rider weight deck um, has sphinxes. Gotcha. In it so that's why she has it like there that. as well just saying yeah upgrade graduation and end of a cycle Ooh. <laughs> transition and choice
1: damn so. it i'm so bad at making decisions <sighs> yes, don't give me choices just no. show me the thing i need to do <laughs> <laughs>
0: maybe that's why i couldn't pick just one card <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> sarah needs to hear all of the options <laughs> And then the last one, which I think ties in nicely too, is the Queen of Cups, which is the ultimate like in cultivating rest.
1: Mm.
0: So I, yeah, it comes I talked back. about <laughs> it comes back every time I talked about this one in depth a couple episodes ago about how I see her as like the anti aerial card. Ooh. So like the anti-capitalist, she's break, she's holding a cup, but she's not, you know filling it just to be productive she is a part of the water she um yeah is just resting and relaxing being by the seaside being a mermaid
1: i love it so cool
0: yeah so yeah seeing how we can bring that into our lives
1: it reminds me of when we read Rest Is Resistance at the book club and she was like I don't like the fill your cup metaphor break all the cups <laughs> shatter all the cups Shattered. we need to like it, it is it is like I feel like we all like repeat that like got to fill my cup to pour it to others but it was a really interesting perspective of like nope that's still kind of dumb <laughs>
0: yeah and so then yeah then it's like the thought exercise right of like okay well what would it mean if there were no cups like if we're mm-hmm. just part of the water
1: yes Ooh. wow yeah you can't see what i just did but i just did a mind-blowing <laughs> hand motion <laughs> yeah, i love and that in, no, yeah cool thank yes, you for that was,
0: you're very welcome <laughs> hopefully it helped or resonated in some way yeah
1: I'm blazing trails while I'm yep. resting. Oh, maybe that's the message. I don't have to work so hard to yes. be famous because I really want to be TikTok famous. Follow me on TikTok. Thank you. Just <laughs> Don't follow. Like my TikTok content is so bad. Like it's so like sometimes I'm like I hope nobody sees this. It's so embarrassing. Um,
0: it's kind of what I like about TikTok. I'm so almost like I don't want people who know me to like yeah, follow. Exactly
1: exactly i'm like oh god what if like a potential client sees this not good this is not good <laughs> i know i like i think the term shit posting is like resonates so deeply with me on tiktok versus instagram it's like ultimate curation and tiktok is just like yeah. word vomit video vomit of like whatever's on your mind absolutely maybe that's why i don't have maybe that's why i'm not famous i have to like <laughs> find my niche Ugh. what no No
0: marketing terms.
1: (laughs) My niche is being erratic. People like take it or leave it. They're leaving it. It's a problem. I'm a Leo. I need to be famous. It's really
0: it's the words of affirmation. I think.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just gonna ride my chariot into TikTok fame. So,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah, there you'll get you'll get the sphinxes and it'll be all good. (laughs) Well, other than TikTok, <laughs> is there anywhere um, that people could
1: find you, follow you, um, yeah.
0: or, and, and or MB?
1: Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at my name, at Sarah Weinrib, Weinreb, W-E-I-N-R-E-B, um, and MB is at Gather MB, I-M-B-Y, which stands for In My Backyard. And... Um, I have a newsletter that I write, Substack newsletter, weekly, mostly weekly. (laughs) Um, and that is called this, that, and the other at the moment, because I never came up with a better name for it. And (laughs) I'm very indecisive, hence the (laughs) name. Um, and you can find that just at the link of my Instagram, or I think it's just sarahweinreb.substack.com. Um, And that's where I share more rants and thoughts about capitalism and wellness and random neurodivergent thoughts that I have. Like I did a deep dive on why vanilla is like why we say plain vanilla when vanilla is like such a like actually really expensive you know like ingredient yeah. and it's like really delicious and we're like ah, oh, she's so plain vanilla once I did a whole essay on that and one of my friends wrote back this is the most neurodivergent essay I've ever read <laughs> because you were just like randomly one day like I need to research the history of vanilla which is actually really fascinating um, I won't tell cool you what deep, it is so you have to dive. go read the thing yeah, yeah it was really it was really interesting the history of vanilla and it was like discovered by an enslaved person um, and yeah, it's only native to, here we go. It's only <laughs> native to, uh, Mexico. So everywhere else in the world that grows vanilla, they have to hand pollinate it. And that's why it's wow. so expensive because each one needs to be hand pollinated. And it's a fruit of an orchid, which also people don't know, which is kind of cool. Look at yeah, all this I didn't interesting that. information about vanilla. Why do we say plain vanilla? I mean, I'm a chocolate person, so I'm like, whatever, but there's vanilla in ch- most chocolate too, so.
0: There is, yeah. And for ice cream, I I do like vanilla. I almost got vanilla gelato the other day and my friends were making fun of me. They said, no, you need something more interesting. I'm like, but I
1: like vanilla. A really good vanilla, like there's like the kind of basic vanilla, which is still good, but like a really good vanilla with like high quality vanilla bean, it's like excellent. Yeah. So anyway. (laughs) (laughs) This is the perfect example of what my newsletter and TikToks are like. Just whatever comes into my brain. And then I go on some random deep dive on uh, that. So, yes, those are the places you can find me. MB's website is mb.io. And you can find all the information about what we do. We have some public events that are either ticketed or free. And then there's the membership there if you want to join. Diana and uh, me and Diana on that platform so we could chat about things like vanilla and human rights
0: <laughs> often in the same conversation
1: because
0: yes. <laughs> of course <laughs> amazing well thank you so so much I love learning things so all of these little tidbits <laughs> have been wonderful um it's been a pleasure having you and I look forward to chatting with you more on
1: MB or on Geneva <laughs> yeah thank you so much for having me this was so fun mill and Tarot, where do the ideas go? Let's
0: talk about stories.